welcome back, everybody! My name is Tyler. This is Strikeouts and Shenanigans, episode number seven. Today is April 2nd, 2023. Yesterday was April 1st, 2023, April Fool's Day. And there was 15 games on. Some good games happened all around the league. Let's get into it. Starting us off with the Blue Jays and the Cardinals, in which the Cardinals won that game 4-1. to one. The Blue Jays were only held to three hits for the entire game, two of which were by Kevin Kiermeyer and the other by Bichette. St. Louis got it started off early, scoring a, off a throwing error by Matt Chapman in the third. Interesting. And they put up two more in the third off of a Nolan Gorman single that scored Arenado and Goldie. Toronto scored in the top of the eighth off of a wild pitch by Jordan Hicks, which ended up being their only run of the game. St. Louis answered scoring once again in the eighth off of a Jordan Walker single. Uh, both pitchers did really well. Flaherty went five uh, with no earned runs. He had four strikeouts. He did walk seven, though, so the control was uh, was a little bit off. Gaussman also had a, had a good line. He went six innings. He gave up three runs. None of them were earned runs, so he just had the three runs given up. None of them were earned against him. He gave up only one walk, and he had seven strikeouts. This this was a fun one. It was It's nice to see Jordan Walker getting out there, hitting baseballs, driving people in. It's kind of weird to see KK actually hit a baseball. I'm a Rays fan. Didn't do it a lot. We paid him a lot of money to uh, to make really nice catches in the outfield. So, I, I, I mean, I guess I'm happy for him. He, he had a good ball game. On to the Brewers and the Cubs game, in which the Brewers won 3-1. to one. There was no runs in this one until the bottom of the sixth when Ian Happ hit a nice big boy pop, his first of the season, and the only run that Chicago would score for the game. Brewers answered in the top of the eighth with a single by Winker. Got a feeling to see him getting into his groove again, hitting baseballs. Uh, He scored Brian Anderson, and William Contreras had another single that scored Garrett Mitchell uh, and pinch runner Bryce Tarong. Tarong? Tarang? Don't know how that's pronounced. Uh, it's the Tarong or Tarang, so one or the other. Uh, Justin Steele won a solid six for the Cubbies, only giving up three hits and getting eight strikeouts in the process. Javier Assad ended up with the L off the three runs that he ended up giving up. Woodruff also had a similar line. He went six innings, only giving up three hits and one earned run, striking out eight as well. Not a lot of offense for these teams, only three total extra base hits for the entire game. But, I mean, I love me a good pitcher stool, so it was still a fun game to see regardless. On to the Astros and the White Sox game, in which the Astros won that game 4-6. to six. Houston got it started off early, scoring two in the bottom of the first, off a pair of singles by Kyle Tucker and Chaz McCormick. Chicago got one run back in the second off of a Moncada homer, and got the lead back off of a two-run shot by Zavala in the top of the fourth. Astros then answered with a Jeremy Pena double that scored David Hensley to tie up the ballgame. Houston tacked on more runs in the bottom of the 7th off of another Kyle Tucker single that scored Jordan and gave them the lead. And yet again in the 8th off of a Jordan single and a Jose Abreu single that stretched their lead to 3. White Sox showed signs of a comeback in the top of the ninth off of an Eloy Jimenez single that scored Timmy Anderson. But that was shut down pretty quickly. This was a really, really fun back-and-forth ball game to see for these guys. They were just having some fun out there, playing the great sport of baseball. Also, Jordan is just very, very hot to start the season. He's very, very streaky when he's on. He's on, and he is on to start the season, so that is very cool. On to the Rays and the Tigers. 
in which the Rays won by a commanding 12 to 2. Holy Rays offense. I mean, offense was a big thing for this team last year and something they really struggled with at times, but they're bringing it to start the season. So, I mean, I'm a I'm a Rays guy. So, this is this is really really good to see. They started it off early with a Randy double that scored one and then tacked on a big seven run third to give them that commanding lead. Detroit could only muster two runs, one in the fourth and one in the sixth, but the Rays just kept adding them on. They had two more runs in the fourth for them. They had two more in the seventh, so <laughs> they, they just kept adding them. Uh, Yandi hit his first Yabo of the season, which was a little surprising to see because even though he's built like an ox, he doesn't really hit for a lot of power. Uh, Wander is hot to start the season. He's hitting something like five for eight and looks poised to play all season if he's healthy. So that's that's really nice. Uh, Eflin's first start of the for the Rays was a really good one. He he gave them five innings, which is really all they needed from him. He only gave up three hits and one earned run, striking out five. Uh, Kevin Kelly also looked pretty good coming out of the pen and giving the Rays a solid two innings. Spencer Turnbull, I, I feel bad for him. I mean, he, he's coming off an injury in his first start back. He was he was just throwing some BP to us. That was that was that was pretty bad. He only went two and some change, gave up eight hits, seven earned runs, only striking out three. Really, really rough start. But I'm I'm sure he'll bounce back. On to Atlanta versus Washington, in which the Braves won seven to one. The Nats' only run came off of a Kybert Ruiz homer in the bottom of the ninth. But aside from that, there wasn't really much offense to speak of. That was basically just a pity homer. He he threw it out there and he said, Hey guys, see, I, I, I can do this. We can score runs, see? Uh, they only had five hits for the for the entire ball game. They struck out 11 times, so their offense wasn't really there. Uh, Atlanta, however, was popping. They had a two-run inning off of two homers, by Acuna and Olsen in the top of the first, tacked on two more in the third off of a wild pitch and a single by Michael Harris. Marcelo Zuna homered in the fourth to bring the lead to five, and Matt Olsen hit another homer to bring their lead to seven. Uh, there wasn't really much to speak about for this game. I mean, Olsen had a really big game with two Yabos. Spencer Strider was looking disgusting with nine strikeouts. Only two pitches, nine strikeouts, who cares? Uh, Atlanta just whooped on them. That's that's pretty much it. That's all there is to speak of. Uh, Nats offense couldn't keep it going, and Atlanta could. So that's it. And on to another whooping with the Rangers and the Phillies, in which the Rangers won 16-3 in what is, I think, the biggest run differential between teams so far this season. I mean, 13-run difference. I think that's the biggest to start the season. But good lord, the Rangers woke up their bats that day. <laughs> the Phillies' only runs came off of a Castellanos double in the fourth that scored two, and a triple by Turner that led to another run in the fifth. But aside from that, again, there wasn't really much to speak of for, for this Phillies offense. They didn't really have anything going for them. The Rangers came out hot in the first, scoring two off of a Simeon homer in a Grossman single. They put on two more in the third off of a sack fly by Grossman and a fielding error hmm, by Turner that led to yet another run. They then scored three more in the fifth off of a Mitch Garver yabo that scored Adelise Young and himself. And it really got out of hand in the seventh off of another homer by Mitch Garver. Another three-run yabo. There was a sack fly by Seeger as well to score Brad Miller. And a ground out by Lau. Lau? Is it Lau or Lowe? It's one of the two. Uh, <laughs> that scored uh, Josh Smith. 
There was also a single in there that scored Adelie or by Adelise that scored Simeon, and they just laid it on and really ran away with it. It, it sucked to see Wheeler be buns because he's on my fantasy team. He made it through four and some change, but he was just giving up too much. He was attacking the strikeout zone or the strike zone. He was really attacking the strike zone, which was evident by his seven strikeouts. But he, he just he left too many balls in the sweep spot and he just gave it. He gave up way too many hard hits. Moving on to the Giants and the Yankees game, in which the Giants won 7-5 to against New York. Uh, New York got a run in early off of a fielder's choice, and they got another one in off of a Stanton homer in the third. San Francisco answered with a three-run fourth inning coming off of a Jock Peterson homer and a Brandon Crawford homer. Uh, New York came back in the fifth and tied it up off of a Rizzo Ribby double, and San Francisco took the lead back in the 6th off of a soft single that scored VR, and a single by Tyro Estrado that scored or that gave them a 2-run lead. Uh, Josh Donaldson came back in the 8th with a Yabo that cut the lead to 1, but San Francisco got some more back in the ninth off of a Yastrzemski double and a Crawford single that scored 2. New York tried to come back with another run in the ninth off of a Judge single, but couldn't muster enough offense to get the win. Now, my question, if you're a New York fan, are you, are you sweating a little bit about this pen for New York? I mean, they have starting pitching. The starting pitching is there. The rotation is there. But the pen gave up four of those seven runs. So, I don't know. It's something to think about. I know it's still early, but it's it's a little got to be a little bit frightening, at least a little bit concerning if you're a fan of the Yankees. And going on to yet another molly whopping of a game, the Angels versus the Athletics, in which the Angels won 13-1. to the only run for the A's came off of a Ramon Laureano homer in the fifth, but aside from that, they only had five hits for the day and no extra base hits aside from that aforementioned Yabo. The Angels put up an 11-run third inning. Sheesh. Logan O'Hoppy doubled to score one. Taylor Ward singled to score another. Shohei singled to score another. Rendon sack fly to score one more. Jake Lamb singled to score two. Urshela singled to score two. O'Hoppy sack fly to score another. And Taylor Ward capped it off with a two-run shot. They put on two more in the sixth and seventh off of a Shohei single and a Ward single. Sandoval did really well also. He, he went five innings, only gave up two hits, one of which was the homer. Only two strikeouts, but he's not a big strikeout guy, so that's not that's not that concerning. He's still he still gave him a solid five innings. Now, what I liked most about this game was the small ball type of play. I mean, instead of going out there and trying to go yardstick boogaloo on them every play, the Angels just got on base, man. They just got on base and let the next man up get at it. And you know what? It was working for them this game. Now with the <laughs> wild Orioles versus Red Sox game, in which the Red Sox ended up winning eight to nine. Now I'm going to get to the end of that ball game in a minute because this thing had just a just a wild ending to it. Baltimore got it started off early with a two-run homer by Mountcastle and another homer by Hayes to give them a three-run lead. Boston then answered with a triple in the second by Duvall, who scored off of a wild pitch. Baltimore came back in the third with a four-run inning, coming off of a ground out that scored Santander and a three-run shot by Cedric Mullins. Verdugo then hit a two-run homer to cut the deficit by four, and Duvall homer to cut it by three. Orioles got their final run of the game off of a Santander double that scored Mountcastle in the fourth. Going out of the seventh, Kike homer to cut the lead to two for Boston, and Adam Duvall doubles, scoring Devers and cutting the lead to one. Now in the bottom of the ninth, Felix Bautista in to close it out. 
Who else do you want for Baltimore? I mean, come on, it's, it's the closer. <laughs> Yoshida hits a fly ball to left, and McKenna botches it. it. I swear to God, it goes up, and I, it looks like it hits him just in the hard part of his hand part of the glove. It just looks like it hits it, and it just bobbles out. So, what's it called? Yoshida's on first now, and Bautista was pissed. You could see him just mouth, fuck! Fuck! Right when he realized what happened. <laughs> now, who's up to the plate afterwards? But big boy Adam Duvall, the man who's having one hell of a ball game already. And what does he do? He sends one flying just far enough over the monster, walks it off for Boston, gives them the W. And on the opposite side of that exciting ball game was the Twins and the Royals, which the Twins won in a 2 to nothing ball game. Not a lot of offense going once again for these teams. I mean, the, the Twins' only run uh, runs came off of a Jose Miranda single in the first and a sack fly by Farmer in the sixth. Royals could only muster four hits off of five pitchers, three of which came off of Sonny Gray, who looked good in his first outing of the season. Like I said, there's really there's really not much to talk about. It was it was a two nothing ball game. It was a pitcher's duel. Both teams couldn't really get any offense going. It was just you know it was a ball game, quick ball game. That's all. And the Mets-Marlins game, in which the Mets won 6-2. Mets scored early with an Omar Narvaez sack fly in his second, in which Miami answered with their only two runs of the ball game off of a Nick Fortes two-run shot. Mets tied it up in the fourth off of a single by Narvaez, and took the lead in the fifth off of a double by Polar Bear Petey Alonzo and a single by Canna. They extended their lead even further off of a Canna homer in the seventh, and once again in the ninth off of a Marte double. Marlins, simply put, just got shut down. I mean, aside from their two-run inning, they really couldn't get anything started. And it's not like they weren't hitting the baseball. They were getting hits. I mean, Arise went four for five. They had ten total hits on the day. They just they just couldn't get guys around, and they just simply put, just couldn't get guys in. And with the Pirates and the Reds game, in which the Reds won in a 6-2 to ball game, uh, Pittsburgh scored early off of a single by Connor Joe, scoring one. Cincinnati answered immediately with a homer by Jonathan India and a two-run shot by Kevin Newman. Pitt got their only other run off of an O'Neill Cruz single in the third, cutting the Reds' lead to one. But Cincinnati extended the lead in the sixth with a big boy three-run homer by Jake Fraley to give them the lead and ultimately the win. This was another fun one. I mean, I, I thought the Pirates were going to muster a little something at the end there, but but Cincinnati just eventually, they simply put, just they ran away with it. I mean, sucks for sucks for Pittsburgh, but I mean Cincinnati just got the better of them in this game. And on to the Padres and the Rockies, in which the Padres won nice four to eight. The Padres finally got their bats going in this game, and they got it going early. Xander hit a two-run shot in the fort, first scoring himself and Soto. And they extended their lead by four off of a Matt Carpenter double with his glorious mustache. Uh, Colorado cut the lead to three off of a ground out scoring one in the fifth. But San Diego answered with a sack fly scoring another to bring the lead back to five. Should have been four. To bring their lead back to four. <laughs> Colorado started making a comeback in the sixth. Blackman doubled scoring one. And CJ Crone hit another moonshot his third of the season scoring two more and cutting the deficit to one. That was all they could get, unfortunately, and San Diego just kept tacking on more. I mean, Manny had a single that scored one in the sixth, and in the eighth, Soto would have another single that scored two more. Hader came in, does what he does best, and just shut down any hope of a comeback for these Rockies. Very unfortunate for the Rockies. CJ Crone had a big game. Aside from that, nothing really. 
And on to yet another molly whopping of a game. The Diamondbacks and the Dodgers. The Dodgers won 10-1. to Arizona's only run came off of a homer by Christian Walker. But aside from that, they were absolutely shut down all game. They only got five hits and just really couldn't get anything started. Uh, Los Angeles got it started early. Chris Taylor had a quick sack fly to give the Dodgers a one-run lead. And Trace Thompson, who I just learned is Clay Thompson's brother, apparently. That's cool. But Trace Thompson hit an absolute salami to give the Dodgers a five-run lead. The Dodgers tacked on three more later on off of who else but Trace Thompson. A homer. Another Trace Thompson homer. A three-run shot to give the Dodgers eight runs on the day. Uh, J.D. Martinez also got his first homer of the year and the seventh to give L.A. nine runs. And who else but Trace Thompson with another Yabo for a three-home run day, giving L.A. 10 runs and sealing the deal. I mean, the deal was sealed with the first homer on the salami, but a three-homer day? Okay, Trace. Chill out, dude. It's the Diamondbacks. Great game, dude. Great game for Trace Thompson. Fun to see. And on to the Cleveland and the Mariners game in which the Guardians won two to nothing. I mean, there was not a lot of offense for these Mariners. These dudes just just really couldn't get it going. They only had three hits for the entire ball game. Uh, Cleveland didn't necessarily look great either. I mean, they only had five hits for the day, but two of which were solo shots, and their only runs the game. Nader hit a Yabo in the fourth, and Jimenez hit one in the seventh. For their, like I said, their only two runs of the game. I mean, it sucks. Logan, Gil- Logan Gilbert looked really good out there. He got the L, which is very unfortunate. It was off of one mistake pitch because, I mean, overall, his strikeout stuff was there, and he was getting guys out. Savali, on the other hand, also shut down the Mariners through seven innings. He he only struck out three, but that was realistically all he needed to do. There, There's not much to talk about. Two yard bombs, no offense, easy W for Cleveland. And that is all I have for today, everybody. That was all the games from yesterday, April 1st, April Fool's Day. Uh, let me know what you think, and while you're at it, check out my social media pages on both Instagram and Twitter, at StrikeoutsPod. I'll be back tomorrow going over all the games that happened today, April 2nd, 2023. I am so happy baseball is back. Have a good day, everyone. <laughs>